Hello and welcome to Holistically Hope with Rachel Pontillo. I'm your host, Rachel Pontillo. I'm so happy to have you with me today and I am thrilled to present to you my guest today, Trish Ward, who is an integrative holistic health coach and functional nutritionist. Today's episode with Trish is about some of the more difficult aspects of healing or of transitioning into a healthier lifestyle. We're going to go over some of the things that get in our way, like self-confidence issues, self-sabotage, and also we're going to talk about what comes next after you've achieved your goals. Then what do you do? So I really hope you get a lot out of this episode. And if you know anybody at all who is either struggling to get healthier or who is transitioning into a healthier lifestyle and could use some extra support, by all means, share this episode with them. But for now, enjoy Trish Ward. Hi, Trish. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Rachel. I am so excited to be a part of this. Awesome. I love your whole philosophy, your mantra really of soul and science must come together for lasting change. I know when we've spoken in the past, that is one of the one things that you've said that really stuck out to me. And that's really what I would love for you to um, explain more about the reasoning behind how you came up with that and how you arrived at that truth. Sure. Absolutely. Well, it's taken me many years. I'll be honest. Um, I, I really truly believe in my own practice. When people come to me, typically they come because there's a, a physiological something going at, kind of out of whack. They want to get physically better. They want to feel better. Um, and, and that's super valid and, and very important. What I have found, though, over the course of time is that once I write up a protocol and share a protocol and we get someone feeling better, what I really end up dealing with it is their psychology. Because after, it's this magic thing around three weeks where people start to feel better and they can follow something, but then they kind of come up to some limiting beliefs of, of like, who am I now? You know, who am I now that I can't really complain about X, Y, or Z? I've lost the last 10 pounds. I am sleeping better. I don't have headaches anymore. I don't have eczema anymore. Um, so we really kind of meld the soul and science together so people can move on and really ultimately have an ultimate transformation for their lifetime. I mean, the, the biggest um, compliment that I ever get is that people don't need me anymore, that I've done my job to get them to a certain point where they can keep questing on their own if they choose. Of course, I'm happy to guide them. But but they've really looked not only at their physicalness and their um but also their psychology and, and made some huge transformation in both their lifestyle and, and their physical choices. Yeah, I think there's a lot really there in what you said about, you know, once we do start to have positive changes in our lives, our, not only our, physical, our physicality changes, we might feel energetically better as well, but our day-to-day -day routines change because ah, we get so, so used to living with pain, or excess weight, or chronic illness, or in my case, it was skin issues, that covering that up or dealing with that or mitigating it in some way becomes a part of our life. And when that's no longer there in our daily ritual, it's like, uh, our ritual, it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? That's right. And um, sometimes right. that can be a little bit scary for people 
because it's new and because it's different. So I also find in my practice that that is typically when people do start to self-sabotage a little bit, because right. even though what was part of their routine was causing them negative symptoms and discomfort, it was safe and it was convenient. So and sometimes they, they revert back. That's that's 100% right. And they do revert back because that critter mind always wants us to come back. We didn't die the first time from doing something, so it must be safe enough. Um, but the reality is, and I appreciate you saying that too, uh, really defining and becoming okay with the process. And we hear this all the time in all different realms of wellness, right? Personal development, all of it. But what I really have become clear on and okay with in my own personal journey is that why I'm doing something changes. So the reason I start out, yeah, I, I want to sleep better. I've got, I mean, I've got pulled myself out of adrenal fatigue and a lot of a myriad of other things because I didn't feel well. But once I kind of got there, I had to reevaluate, okay, now, well, now what do I want? I already got it. So it's, it's this, um, constant questing, if you will, I think that's what we're all doing is we're constantly questing for something that's going to fit the bill for us then. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think that the willingness to keep questing and to remain in the journey, in the process, instead of looking at a destination like, okay, I did this now, now I'm done. Now right. what? Because right. I, I, what I see in my practice with my clients is when they reach a huge goal, then they find themselves in a place where they're like, well, I'm really bored now. Now yeah. I have everything I want. What do I, what do I do now? I'm so used to always pushing towards something or working towards something. Now I don't have anything to work towards. What do I do? Right. It's like take up knitting. Um, you know, maybe, but <laughs> That's great for the brain, that could right? be part of it. I love knitting, but it, it, it's very real that the, mentality that we have to achieve a goal and then we're done or once we reach a destination we stop I think can get in the way for some people in keeping that flexibility to continue questing so what would yeah. you say would be some steps people can take to kind of embrace their lives as someone who's now better and keep open to that questing mentality Sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of just adjusting the framework. It's, it's looking at, um, and, and appreciating where they've come from. I think appreciation is a big part of keeping the journey going because we live in a society that, and we're saying this ourselves, right? Which is more, more, more. Now what? Now what mm -hmm. do I do? But we don't take enough time in my estimation to kind of look back and reflect and say, wow, I've come a long way. Let's look at that. You know, one of the things that I typically ask my clients to do is they need to journal. There's something about writing down pen to paper, not app to thumb, but pen to paper and creating um, a, a roadmap, if you will, to the next phase. Because sure, you, you hopefully, if we're doing our job right, you know, people are going to reach their goal. Yep. And then they're going to need to reassess and create something new. The reality is, though, is that, um, you know, people are pretty aware that it, there always is going to be a new goal. Isn't that, that that's what we want? Sure. If we, sure. Come, if we become so complacent, then it's like you said, we just get bored. Um, 
but I think what ends up happening in, in checking out a framework is really realigning with why you're doing it. Um, I think reclaiming that reflection time and reclaiming just our time in the in our own day to schedule ourselves first allows someone to then set a new goal that can get them out of boredom or depression or or complacency really. Um, I think becoming okay with being, you know, and this is a huge topic, right? But just being a, great with, hey, I achieved a goal. Fantastic. I really, let's say it's a physical goal. You know, maybe you don't have anywhere else to go right now. That's great. So let's then look at it. Let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at your relationships. How are those working out? Right. Because some of what we put our attention on grows. So if we've been gung-ho on, on a health goal, that's awesome. Then maybe we need to look and look at a mental health goal um, or a professional goal, whatever it may be. Somehow trying to find that balance. Um, balance is, a, is it kind of a tough word because like I just said, what you put your attention on grows. Um, and I believe that. So I think it's, it's really pulling out time for self-reflection and, and writing it down and journaling. It doesn't have to make any sense. It's only mm -hmm. for you to see. But I think <clears throat> really creating that space and that time to examine where you've been and then where you want to go. I think that's a really great point is that, you know, when you achieve one goal, it's, I love what you said about taking time to reflect on, okay, well now what in my life can I work on? Because I know in my own experience, when I was in weight loss mode, uh -huh. I was so laser focused on meeting that goal. I'm not going to lie. There are some other areas of my life that kind of did not totally. oh, yeah. get as much attention. Yeah. And um, it's like, oh, hi. Yeah, there's my husband. Oh, and there's some kids over there. Oh, yeah, those are my kids. <laughs> and, right? you know, when you're, I'm not saying that everybody ignores their family or that I ignored my family when I was going through that, but right. certainly relationships change as we change because we're part of that relationship. So taking time to assess, okay, well, what are the needs of this relationship now that I'm this, now that I'm better, now that I'm, I'm, healed in this way that I, and I've achieved this goal because when we do make these changes, we do change as people and that affects yes. the people around us. Yes. So, yes, um, I think that was really, um, powerful. So other than taking time to reflect, let's go back a little bit and talk about kind of that self-sabotage moment during mm -hmm. the journey, during the questing, when people, get a little bit uncomfortable because, oh, this actually works. Yeah. What are some things that you recommend to snap out of that mode and stay on the wagon? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I've had this come up many times, um, with clients. And one of the things that we do to actually break that initially is I, I highly suggest they incorporate some form of being outside, like physically removing yourself from the same scenarios and the same situations that are just going to have you, let's say, open up the fridge and, and want to eat something and say, that's too hard. This is too hard. I mean, that's often a lot of what I hear. This is just too hard. It takes so much time. 
So I really encourage, um, nature's just a great therapist, um, getting outside and breaking. I have had clients make, promise me and call me as they are walking around their block. I don't care if it's raining, snowing, whatever. Get outside and get away from your old scenario. Because how's that serving you? How's it working? Not working. <laughs> right? It's not yeah. working. Look, I mean, we are adults. We can just be honest. It's not working. Um, I also, one of the huge things to get out of that self-sabotage, it's imperative that people have a group. A group could be one other person. You and that person can be a group, if you will. There's a ton of Facebook communities, yours and mine being one of them. Um, but there's a zillion Facebook communities that people could be a part of or local communities that people can draw themselves into. Meetups. Right. There are times in in the journey where, and we all know this, you can't do it alone. You can initially, and you do. And like you said, what you put your attention to grows. So this is fantastic. You're on, on your journey. You're seeing men making strides. But long-lasting transformation involves other people. It involves community. And that's true for both introverts and extroverts. You know, you need to figure out how much you can do with other people. But I highly encourage people to become associated with other, with a group, um, or with a partner, or with a trusted family member that lives a, across the country that you can Skype with back and forth, where there's an accountability piece that's outside of yourself. Um, I think that's imperative because there are just days where we all need someone to take us by the hand and say, come on, come on, when you know what to do. It's, it's not a question of the what. You know, it's, it's reconnecting to the inspiration and the motivation. And sometimes we just, we need help with that. Yeah. And I think something that I would like to point out when it comes to finding an accountability partner or a supportive group is that a lot of people feel that they can't find people who are going through exactly what they're going through. I don't right. think you have to. I think that there are That's enough right. people out there who are doing work on themselves as that's a common goal. It doesn't have to be the same story. It doesn't have to be the same journey and it never will be. You could have identical twins who have the same problems, but yes. they're still not going to have identical journeys. That's right. So, um, I think just being open to the fact that, you know, finding somebody who is just on some kind of a self discovery or a healing journey all in their own is going to be beneficial. There's, um, a spiritual group that I'm part of that their whole, their whole MO is that, you know, people are all on solitary yet parallel journeys. I love it. That is so true. It, and that's exactly what it is. So I agree with you. It looks different for, for each of us. But the reality is, is we are all really questing to be better. And at the end of the day, it comes down to self-worth. You yeah. might be trying to lose weight. You might be trying to, you know, not have negative thoughts. You might be trying to not drink. You're... It looks like different things, but at the end of the day, it's about, hey, do I love and accept myself? And I, am I willing to put the time in for me? Because I think we're, it's so much easier to be other focused. Like, oh, look at me. I'm helping you. I'm doing this. Right. And at the end of the day, what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. And I think people have such a tough time with those concepts, you know, self-worth, self-acceptance, self-love. And because of those hangups, it kind of gets in the way of being able to incorporate self-care. Yes. So 
Yes. And especially if somebody has had a condition or illness and they are already kind of not feeling great about themselves, they don't think that changing their mindset is possible. And they might hear, oh, you, you know, your thoughts control your reality and you can change it. And they might hear all that, but at that point in their journey, it's just not meaningful to them yet. How would you suggest people get started on a more self-loving mindset? Mm, that's great. Um, I My first suggestion is start small. I think when we go to change anything, people take these ginormous bites out of something and then they just think like, ah, I'm totally overwhelmed. I can't do this. This is so hard. And, and I think, you know, that really taking small steps is imperative. So it might look something like this in the morning. I personally meditate. It has been a struggle for me. I'll be really honest because I can get up and just start, ah, because <laughs> I don't in my house and I just want to get going. Um, but it can be that small where I give myself 10 minutes just to meditate. And I have an app and I love it and I do it and I actually do it, which is amazing. I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, but it's the same thing when people are trying to get well physically, um, when people are trying to maybe put, get a better mindset. I would suggest, and this is another thing that I do, is I read something inspirational. That takes all of maybe two minutes. Um, I pull something out that is going to, first of all, it has to resonate with me and, and where I'm going. Um, but I realize that sometimes if I can't muster it for myself initially, I got to find it somewhere else and just keep reading it. And eventually I believe it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's, um, you know, I work a lot with affirmations. I write custom affirmations for my oh. clients and a lot of them in the beginning tell me, I don't believe this. This sounds really cheesy. This is totally not me. Yes. I said, well, remember human beings learn by repetition. If you repeat it over and over again, eventually you, your brain will believe it and then your body will believe it and your, your heart will believe it. Yep. And I feel that what you said about sometimes finding inspiration from other places, whether it's a book or a piece of art, if, if there's one thing that you can find to kind of repeat to yourself and work with in that same way that you would with an affirmation. I think that's a great resource because I think for some people, affirmations might seem a little bit out there or, yeah. you know, not realistic or not practical, but it's certainly possible to go to an art museum and just like focus on a painting that really speaks to you and think about, okay, well, what about this speaks to me? And what about what beauty am I finding in this painting because we, we often, what we see in other things that we appreciate that are beautiful are often aspects of beauty that we have deep within. Yeah. Totally. And being Absolutely. able to appreciate it in the outward world can then help us appreciate it inwardly. So I love Absolutely. that idea of using something beautiful or something meaningful you read as that focal point and then turning it inward. Right. To see, okay, how is that in me? Right. And I think that that's cool. And I, one of the other things, you know, we can get in this place of resentment and bitterness where we think no one understands. They don't have my story. They don't get it. And, um, unfortunately that that's not a new story. That's yeah. called the human experience. And if right. we allow ourselves to get there, that can be sad. So it's, it's taking action. So you know, if you are depressed, if you need a change, if something's not going well in your relationships, your health, whatnot, it, the only difference between being that bitter, um, complacent, irritated person and not is taking action. And that it, it's a small step. 
it's a small step. And that first step is seeking inspiration. Again, get out of your house. If yeah. you can't get out of your house, pick up the phone, get online, go to TED Talks and watch, type in inspiration and listen to something yeah. and then write about it. But if you are choosing not to act, that's on you. It's true. You know, it's, you have to take a forward step. And a forward step doesn't look like a gargantuan leap. We all think it does. We don't see, you know, all the little steps people take to get where they are. It's one little step. It's one little step. Yeah, I think that's so important to say. And, um, you know, it's a choice. To act or to not act, it's still a choice. Nothing is done to us. Totally. So I, I think that's really powerful. So is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? You have all the pieces. The pieces you don't have just require a little bit more introspection and maybe searching and guidance from someone else. But um, we are the keys to our amazing lives. And, and so they can find me online. And I, I welcome anyone to join my community and they can ask any questions they want. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That was, I, I feel, really rich experience. I think a lot of our audience members are really going to resonate with that. And, um, I look forward to having you on again sometime in the future. So thank you for being here. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Wow. What a powerful message that was from Trish Ward today. Thank you so much, Trish, for being with us again. And thank you so much for listening today. Be sure if you like this interview, share it with anyone, any friends, family members, co-workers, colleagues, anyone you know who could use a little support in transitioning to a healthier lifestyle and overcoming some of the issues that we discussed today. Be sure as well to sign up for Trish's 14-day smoothie challenge. I have the link for you in the show notes below. You can also visit her at trishmward.com. Come on over and comment on the blog that goes with this episode over at www.holisticallyhope.com. If you like this interview, be sure you subscribe to my iTunes channel and again, share it with your friends. Thank you again for being with me today. I will be back soon with another episode. I'm Rachel Pontillo, and I wish you a beautiful day.